Hi, welcome to From the Cave. You can tell this is our first episode. I'm Will Van. And I'm Joel Heber. And just a little bit about the purpose of this podcast. We were actually at this really cool conference that I recommend anyone in Lutheran education should go to called Best Practice in Ministry down in Phoenix. Uh, first off, it's in Phoenix in February. So if you're in the Rust Belt, you know, definitely go there. It is so nice and warm. But uh, we, we just had this idea that, you know, it'd be fun to start a podcast, just kind of get out there and maybe talk about some of the uh, issues influencing education right now that maybe we're not necessarily addressing within Lutheran education yet. So really hope you enjoy this podcast. If you want to see more, make sure you subscribe to it, whether it's on YouTube, uh, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, yeah, so just that's a little bit. Um, I guess... What next, Joel? Probably. Well, probably ought to tell a little bit. I am the middle school science teacher here, at least kind of give you a little background. I've been in Lutheran education now for about 25 years, and so I get to teach 6, 7, and 8 in science. I also do an 8th grade math class and do just a couple of little elective things around here. Will is? I'm the director of technology, so I'm constantly smashing my head against a table because of some of the dumbest things that I see in technology. But that, that's a different story. Uh, I also teach some elective classes, and you know, we've both been around in education, and uh, today, I think this is a good transition for us, we're going to be talking about COVID-19, or you might know it as coronavirus. Since it's a little bit in the news, we thought we'd at least start a with... a little bit in the news? A little bit in the news. Oh, start with, the, start with uh, something that might be slightly relevant, at least for this part of March in 2020. Um, we're going to have, actually this morning my faculty that I'm part of is going to get together and we're going to talk about some e-learning opportunities. There are a number of schools around in the St. Louis area and as well as nationwide that are talking about e-learning and how that works. And so I guess it's also good for us to kind of say, okay, what are we going to do in a, in a situation like this? How do we handle things like that? Um, so that's just a little bit kind of what's going on with, with the lights just all went out. Oh, that's fun. Well, I I'm going to do that while uh, I think I know. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you, uh, I think it's the, uh, my computer might have gone to sleep. Oh, yeah. And it's on a switched outlet. Oh, uh, okay. Um, just. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is all science and how technology works. <laughs> that's okay. That was the easiest fix this morning. Yeah, so far. So uh, talk a little bit about, since I have 6th, uh, 7th, and 8th graders about how the coronavirus is it's a topic of conversation in class, and we talk to the kids about, you know, what is it? Uh, they hear a lot at home about... Uh, well, they're getting kind of unfiltered mm -hmm. news access, and then they're drawing their own conclusions. And, well, you know, middle schoolers, everything has to turn into some sort of joke that one kid will take as being a bullying issue, and then it spreads that way, much like COVID. Indeed, much <laughs> like COVID. <laughs> and so trying to make sure that the kids get you know, good information, talk to the kids about what's on, for example, CDC's website, which is probably a pretty good place to go if you are interested in good scientific information. I looked yesterday at a video that talked about how things grow, unlike our lights. <laughs> this is why it's called From the Cave, because it's dark. <laughs> is, is, it, is it the fact that my... I have a switched power outlet over there, and somebody plugged the lights in the wrong place. So we'll try again. And there they are. And so I was talking about yesterday this video that I had seen on uh, pandemic growth 
and talking about how number of cases increases every day. And so I brought that into my math class and talked a little bit about how they don't look necessarily at number of cases, but the growth factor on a logarithmic scale. So it does, you know, you can pull stuff like this in and use it as a teachable moment, but you got to look for it. It's not going to just drop out of the sky at you. Well, in that way, it creates some good, engaging conversation. It actually helps them understand those numbers because I don't know about you, but I've really noticed in the news right now, it's like they just kind of flash the scary numbers with mm -hmm. no context to them. Yeah. So just being able to teach kids to actually interpret those numbers, it's a huge life skill because this isn't the last pandemic we're ever going to see. Let's be honest. It yeah. happens like all the time, like almost what, every two years? Yep. Two, three years. So it's important that they're now able to like be able to get that. So I'm really, really excited for that. Um, I guess the thing that we'd want from that then is that they could take that home and start engaging their parents because right now, I don't know what it is with parents. And if you're a parent watching this and not an educator, I'm so sorry, but uh, a lot of you guys are crazy. Uh, just coming from like the admin side and having to work with admin uh, on this whole issue, a lot of parents just come in with an irrational fear. Well, I guess it's an irrational fear for us because we're interacting with kids and kids are Petri dishes. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, how it goes. Um, so I understand where they're coming from for the worry part, but just coming in and being like, why haven't you closed school? What are your plans in place? I need to see every single piece of documentation you have. And maybe this is a good way we can help getting the kids to start, I don't know, teaching their parents. Because <laughs> obviously their parents aren't teaching them. Or at, least, or at least to have the conversation. And so, you know, just making sure that the kids know how to interpret data, like Will said, and to not get excited. Yeah. You know, and it's... Take a step back and breathe. And just as long as you have a face mask, of oh, course, then face mask, face mask yeah. and then you can breathe. Don't touch uh, your face. Don't, yeah, definitely. <laughs> in my classroom, since I have a science room and we have a lot of sinks, I tell the kids, hey, wash your hands. We wash down our tables every day. It's just, it's common mm. sense things. And we talk about, you know, if you're going to get the, the COVID-19, you know, take, take appropriate steps. I am seeing a benefit to COVID-19 in middle school. The kids might start taking showers every day. <laughs> oh, that could oh, be the, no the more one benefit. Moms, right? <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, that's the worst. And if you work in middle school, you completely, completely get this. So one of the things that we had talked about earlier is e-learning days and snow days and how something like this actually can affect what's going on. Yeah, so e-learning <laughs> has just kind of been this like back burner thing in education that everyone talks about. And they're like, oh, that's super cool. A few schools in our area, Lutheran schools specifically, have implemented these e-learning snow days. So it doesn't count against them in the state of Missouri for getting the number of days in, uh, in school. And it, there's just weird issues with it that uh, the kids don't always log in, the teachers aren't really excited to do it. So then it turns into like babysitting a kid on a computer for an hour as they log into a class and there's nothing really going on. So I'm really thinking this might actually help shape and form e-learning into something that's going to be just a little more beneficial to the kids instead of being on a Chromebook for an hour while we count that as attendance. And it really changes as a teacher what I think about for, okay, so if I've got these classes today, how am I going to make sure that my kids do the work they need to do, they, they get the learning, but how can they then do that on their own? Mm -hmm. And which is good. I like to, 
I like to be challenged to think. I like to challenge to do something new. I can see where in certain staff it mm -hmm. might cause a concern of, yeah. well, how can I do it the same way I've always done it? In well, and that's the cool thing. So there's so many free options out mm -hmm. there. So I was looking at Google Meet. It was formerly Hangouts. Really easy way to get kids online, and you can do a whole live stream discussion that way. And it, just then you can count that as your attendance. The kids logged into it. Now they're getting a full interactive mm. experience instead of this asynchronous experience, which is really, I don't know, when I've had to do online learning stuff asynchronously, it's just, it's very isolated. You post something and then you wait like a day or two for somebody to respond. Whereas the kids can now get that live feedback. Um, and especially younger kids too. I think live feedback is way more important than, you know, all right, I posted this, let's wait a day and see if somebody comments. Because it's more like what happens in an interactive, the world, yeah. perhaps? So. Well, and the other thing too, it, it's an easier switch from the traditional classroom setting that way. So, I mean, we're just putting everything online. Um, and the kids, because I understand that it might be a little scary of, oh no, now we, we don't go to school, we're kind of quarantined, but we're still doing online school, but I'm not talking to any of my friends. This gives a chance for that interactive mm -hmm. experience for them. Which works well. So that kind of, I think we've hit some of our points today. I think so, yeah. Uh, like Will said early on, um, don't forget to subscribe to us. If you're interested in this sort of thing, we're going to continue to do this about once, uh, once a week. Yeah, once a week, I think so. At least as we get started. Uh, feel free to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found or on YouTube. You can find both of us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I'm C-C-L-S-J-Heber, H-I-E-B-E-R. We'll put a link in the description for that on Twitter. And I'm at William underscore Van on Twitter. Uh, so W-I-L-L-I-A-M uh, underscore V-A-N-N. Again, link in the description below so you can check that out. Uh, yeah, follow us there. And if you ever have any ideas or want us to maybe talk about something, let us know. Um, uh, yeah, just tweet at us. Put a comment on wherever you found this because we'll be checking those and we would love to start building this up and providing content that you actually want to see too. So, yeah. Well, thanks for stopping in and taking a listen with us today. Have a I, great one. Yeah. And uh, we'll fix the lights maybe <laughs> next time. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. It was a fun. It's our new meme. There yeah. we go. Lights. All right. Take care.